Well, good morning. Welcome to another week of Cornerstone's Heart for Scripture Bible reading plan. Uh, this morning, I'm going to focus our attention on the final pastoral epistle by the Apostle Paul. The first two were First and Second Timothy. Paul is writing to uh, Timothy as he deals with situations in churches. This final one was written to Titus. So Titus is considered an apostolic delegate, someone sent by the Apostle Paul to churches in Crete. Crete is an island in the Mediterranean Sea. And he sent Titus to, these, to that island because there were churches there that Paul had established. And these churches needed help. Uh, there, there were false teachers in these churches that had come up and they were affecting negatively the churches that were in Crete. And so he sent Titus specifically to not only defend the truth, but also teach against and defend against the false teaching that was there. And so how did he do this? Well, he did this by encouraging him to find men of God, godly men who were called and equipped to serve as leaders in these churches. And, and their leadership would be marked by pastoral leadership. They would be elders. And so in Titus 1, Paul gives a list of characteristics similar to what can be found in 1 Timothy 3 of how these men should look. Who, who am I to be looking for? And Titus is going to look for men of character, men who have godly character, but also who are able to teach. Uh, he specifically says they need to hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught. And they need to give instruction of that word, and they also need to be able to rebuke those who contradicted, and the the rebuke goes to those who the false teachers that are in Crete. So Paul gives us an idea of these false teachers, their character. He quotes a fellow citizen of Crete, a Cretan whose name was Epimenides. He was a sixth-century poet, and he famously wrote of the Cretans. He says this: Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Um, and so Paul, this is exactly the picture that he wanted us to, to read and see of these false teachers. So he comes out in, in the few, first few verses of chapter 1 talking about the godly leaders that the church is to have. And now he has, here are these false teachers. They, he look, they look just like the Cretan people. They're lazy. They're liars. They're evil beasts. And so Paul is saying not only here defend and look at what these men are saying, but look at their lives, look at their character. They look no different than the world around you. And this, and this is the false teaching that he is wanting to push back against. And so they are in co total contrast to all that is godly. And so there's this shift that is taking away from these type of men. Now, and then he's also talking about their teaching, the content. And so they're these teachers that you want to listen to, you want to teach that which accords with sound doctrine. So doctrine that is biblical, that is in line with God's Word. That's the measurement. Is it sound or not? Well, is it in accord with Scripture? Is it in accord with what God has said? And so Paul begins by saying, these are the men that you're to look for, Titus. These are the men that you're to rebuke. But then he also talks about the community. So he shifts in Titus 2 and he begins to say, this is the community and the ministry that's to take place. So don't let false teachers, don't let them influence you, but look at the older men and the younger men and the older women and the younger women in the church and see this ministry that is taking place. And so he looks at each segment, whether the age or the gender, and he says, older men, do this. Older women, do this. Younger women, do this. Younger men, do this. And so 
we don't want to just pass over these words too quickly, but what we see here is this is the life of the church. There is a call to respond to this doctrine with right living. In this passage, Titus 2, is where we get um, the scripture and the biblical foundation for our women's ministry. As Susan Hunt says, Titus 2 gives legitimacy and limitations to our women's ministry. I think it's a helpful way to think about it. That, that all of the church is being taught sound doctrine by godly pastors. And then from that teaching... Godly older women are able to train younger women in, in applying that doctrine to things that are uniquely to women. And so we have seen this play out in the lives of our women, and I'm grateful for that. And even in the foundry, we're seeing older men being able to transfer wisdom and discernment to younger men as well. So this is the life of the church. This is the doctrine. These are the people that we want to be looking to. And so Paul is trying to help Titus. He's given him leadership on how to shape and encourage and, and help these churches that are facing these evil, lying, lazy gluttons of false teachers. And we too live in a day where there is false teaching and there are temptations. And so what I want to encourage you with is to see that it's the, the basic building blocks of the church is basic discipleship done through ordinary means by ordinary people. This is a very ordinary local church. We're led by very ordinary pastors seeking to be faithful to live very ordinary lives. But as Ed Welch says, God is pleased to use ordinary people, ordinary conversations, and extraordinary and wise love to do the heavy lifting of His kingdom. And that's what, that's what we see in Titus. That's been, the, that's been the testimony of the church, is that God uses these seemingly ordinary means of grace to build the church. And so what I love is how, how Paul ends Titus chapter 2. He says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for Himself a people for His own possession who are zealous for good works. And so we are a people who have been rescued by the grace of God. That's the only difference between us and this world is that we have received grace. We are no better but God has been gracious to us. And so that changes everything. And so I hope you're freshly inspired. I hope that you're able to thank God for His grace in your life, for the grace being part of His church, and that we would fight to be people who love God's Word and His ways and stand on truth, and that we would be zealous for good works. Hope you have a great week.